Thanks for listening to the podcast of Hope Church in East Hampton, Connecticut. Our mission is to love God, love people, and serve the world. To find out more about Hope Church, be sure to check out our website at cthope.com. My name is Carrie, for those who don't know me, and I'm one of the teachers at Hope, and again, just really happy that you joined us today. For everyone joining online, welcome. Uh, we're glad you're here. I hope you're enjoying uh, just chatting in the, in the chat there, and we definitely have people who will reach out to you and say hello as well there. So um, we're hoping you're off to a good start for your new year. Uh, so I was thinking today about the future and wondering if you've seen any shows or movies recently where one of the characters has the ability to see the future. Anybody? Yeah? I think Doctor Strange? There's got to be. That's so Raven. Angel Wednesday? Oh, my, my daughter's been watching that. Once? Okay, so there's a bunch. We've got a lot here. There's, right? There's. Um, so you may not know this one. This is like an old one. 1996, has anyone heard of the show Early Edition? Yeah? yeah? I don't even know. I think my uncle made, like, had me watch a few episodes, so it wasn't even something I watched regularly. But it was, uh, yeah, 96, played by Kyle Chandler, the main character. And here, if you look online, here's what you'll find about the premise of the show. It says, this is why you should always feed stray cats. Gary Hobson is startled to open his door one day to find a cat sitting on a newspaper a newspaper that has a publishing date of the next day. With the future's headlines running through his head, he tries to save the lives of as many people as he can, and this happens every day. So imagine waking up every day with tomorrow's newspaper, and as you can imagine, then, Gary Hobson is, is right to worry about the next day, to worry about what's happening, because he is the only one who is able to save the day. He's the only one who knows the future and can maybe stop the bad thing from happening. But me and you, how often do we act maybe like Gary Hobson? We act like we know the future and we can worry about it and fix it before it happens, but without the magic of a magic newspaper that can tell us what's gonna happen. See, I think for a lot of us, if you're, if you're like me, there's been times in my life where I almost like you wake up with a low-grade anxiety, just from the beginning of the day sometimes. And you wake up and you're like, oh my goodness, I, have, I, I already know I have this, this, and this going on in my day and all these things I have to worry about. And so we can sometimes feel anxious before we even put our feet on the floor out of the bed. But then, at the end of the day, how many of us, you know, the day's over, we've done what we can do, it's done, and we still go to bed with this vague sense of anxiety and apprehension because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And what if we didn't get enough done? And what if this thing happens? And what if that thing happens? And in between our, our waking and our sleeping during the day, we have plenty of opportunities to worry as well, don't we? We have plenty of things happening right now in this moment that we can worry about. But we also tend to project in the future and consider the things that could possibly go wrong later. And why are we here at Hope Church at all? You know, I think for a lot of us, we're here because we want to set aside this time during our week to worship God, to be around other people who will challenge us and encourage us to follow God more closely, to be faithful. Um, I think for a lot of us, we need that weekly reminder of God's faithfulness, and we need, we need to be in his presence because 
Because let's be honest, we know that during the week we're going to have many opportunities where we feel stressed or anxious or we feel overwhelmed. And we need to reset. We need that strength that God gives us. And maybe we feel like something's wrong with us, though, because as much as we want more faith and as much as we know that's why we're here, faith and trust in God can be one of those things we struggle with so frequently. It feels like a battle. See, faith is defined as complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And trust is defined as a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. And man, there's been days, I'm sure you've had those days where you feel like you have so much strength or faith in God and, and confidence in what he can do, only to turn around maybe a minute later or a day later and, and be struggling to believe, struggling to trust Sometimes we have that firm belief in the reliability and truth and strength of God and other days, it's a battle. And this is not something new. I want you to know that um, every single believer, every single follower of Jesus, every single disciple has struggled at some time or other to have that faith, to have that trust in God. In fact, uh, we see this in Jesus' disciples. Okay, these are the people that Jesus, that went and did life with Jesus. And if you were to say there was people on earth that should have been the people that had the most faith, you might say, oh, it was God's disciples, right? Jesus' disciples that were with him everywhere he went. But they constantly needed these reminders to have faith. In fact, multiple times Jesus tells his disciples, oh, you of little faith. Oh, you of little faith. In fact, the people that, that maybe we expect to have the most were not commended for that sometimes. Matthew 8, 26, we see the disciples are in a boat and there's a crazy storm that comes up and Jesus is sleeping and they try to wake him up and they're frantic and when Jesus wakes up, he says, oh, you of little faith. In Matthew 14, 31, when Peter has this bold moment of walking on the water with Jesus, then he suddenly doubts and he starts sinking and Jesus helps him and he says, oh, you of little faith. And again in Matthew 14, 31, or sorry, Matthew 16, 8. Um, Jesus uses the same phrase with his disciples um, when they're arguing about something and they're completely missing his point. And he says, oh, you of little faith. So trust me, it's not just you. It's not just me. It's, it's everybody who's ever followed God. And I wonder why it is that faith is so elusive if it is such a fundamental part of following God. Did you know that in John 6, 28 and 29, people asked Jesus, what do we have to do to do the works God requires? What do we have to do? And do you know what his answer was? The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. And I almost wonder if God's saying, yes, faith is such a critical part of what it means to, to follow me, to believe in me, to walk with me. And yet... Even though we don't work for our salvation, even though we don't have to earn God's favor, I think Jesus is saying that maybe there's something very, we have to be very intentional about um, allowing God to grow faith in us. That is, that's the work, to believe. It's going to be a challenge sometimes. And maybe it's something the enemy wants to um, repeatedly confront us with. And I could probably talk all day long about why we struggle with faith, right? There's so many different reasons we could look at. But I want to focus today on just one reason, one reason that we struggle with faith. And that is, I think often, we are looking at tomorrow's problems and we're looking at tomorrow's issues 
And we're struggling to have faith today because we're holding on to too many things, too many worries, and we have a very hard time trusting God. And I don't know about you, but I have a very active imagination. I have since I was a child. You can ask my parents. Um, and so I can easily look at something that, you know, today, and I can then project it into the future, and I have very imaginative ways that all these things turn out. So, for instance, you know, if, if my friend doesn't text me back within, you know, three days, four days, I may suddenly start to think, maybe that friend doesn't like me anymore. Maybe, maybe that friend is, is mad at me, and this, this friendship is going to deteriorate, and then eventually I'm just going to have no friends, because probably that means nobody really likes me, and then when I die, no one is going to have anything meaningful to say on my tombstone because nobody really knew me? Or maybe, maybe it's I look at things with my kids and sometimes you see those, those things in your kids like, like an anger or a behavior issue and you're like, I want to help them with this. I want to I fix this. And if I'm not careful, I can start thinking about that psychology class that I took when I was in high school and they talked about like these kids that end up in, in jail for these awful things and they, it all started like when they were little and they have these films and you're like, oh my gosh. My child, what if, what if they grow up and what if they, what if they stop going to school and they're truant and then, they, and then they get into all these horrible things and then they go to jail or worse, they never leave my house. <laughs> and maybe you're, maybe you're a teen out there and you're like, yeah, sometimes I worry that if I don't pass my, pass my class and, and get to college, then I'm never going to leave my house and that's a problem too, right? I don't want to be with my parents forever. Um, it can be so easy, right, in the little things and in the big things, and even though those maybe are funny examples, I'm sure if you guys sat down right now, you probably wouldn't have to dig too hard to think about something about the future that worries you, whether it's medical or financial or an aging parent or um, just a relationship that you've been struggling with that you're worried about how it's going to turn out. And so I think we start to struggle with faith sometimes or struggle to trust in God's goodness because we have so many burdens we're trying to carry. And as I mentioned last week a little bit, um, man, lately, guys, I've been, I've been struggling a little bit with worrying about the future when it comes to parenting and specifically with foster parenting. And there's just so many unknowns and so much uncertainty. And there can be, it's so hard, isn't it, when there's things we don't know? And so I was praying, and I wrote this down in my journal that I felt God was saying to me that maybe will encourage you too. I felt like God said... I illuminate the path before you one step at a time. Knowing the answers won't lessen the pain or the difficulty. Say yes to me today and let me give you fresh, fresh strength for today's yes alone. Tomorrow's strength is not needed yet. So don't let your mind use today's strength on tomorrow's burden. Don't let your mind use today's strength on tomorrow's burden. And I think God was giving me this picture that, um, that sometimes I'm running so hard and I'm, I'm trying to get ahead of God, right? And, and sometimes I can start to, to hold on to today's things and tell God that I, I don't have enough strength. And he's like, maybe that's because you're trying to hold things you're not supposed to hold. And so it, it made me think of um, this, this object lesson here. I'm sure you're wondering why my laundry is on stage. Um, but I had this thought. It's kind of like um, my burdens for today. Are, are the things represented in this basket? And I'll answer quickly the questions that you all have. Um, yes, this is my real laundry. Is it clean or dirty? That's relative, so I, I refuse to answer that question. Um, however, however, for your benefit, and especially for Ruby Grace's benefit, um, I chose to pick out all the unmentionables, so there should be nothing in here that can cause any sort of consternation or embarrassment. Um, we think, we hope. 
So the things in this basket represent the burden that I have for today, that you have for today, right? And it's, it's not necessarily a light basket. It's, it's full, right? And God knows that. And this basket represents the grace and the strength that God is giving me today to hold these things, right? But what happens is, you know, I'm holding today's, today's basket, and then I'm like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to head over to tomorrow, because that's what I do. I'm just going to pick up tomorrow's basket. I'm going to just imagine this is probably what tomorrow's load is going to look like. And then I'm like, all right, okay, God, all right, I've got this, I've got this, okay? I'm just, I'm right here, we're good. Starting to feel a little heavy, though, God. I'm not really sure that, that you're giving me enough strength for all this. And then because I'm, like, like hyperactive, and sometimes I just go crazy, instead of just going into tomorrow's problems, I go way further. I'm like, let's just, let's just go in five years from now. Let's go, what could possibly go wrong at all these times? And then suddenly I'm trying to, like, Hold up, you know, okay, God, all right, God, where's my strength for today? I don't understand, this is too heavy. Why aren't you giving me enough strength for today? And here's what I think God is saying to me. Listen, I am giving you strength for today. I am gonna give you strength for tomorrow. Each, each, each day has burdens that are different sizes and shapes. You have no idea what is even going to come. And what Jesus says to us that I think relates to what he said to me um, that day that I was praying to him is, is, listen, don't worry. Don't worry. Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Each day has enough trouble of its own, and that's from Matthew 6, 34. And basically, God is saying, like, yes, I understand that there's trouble today. I understand that, that sometimes it feels so heavy, the things that you're carrying but it is not gonna solve anything to go into tomorrow and try to solve that too. And in fact, I think what God might say to me is, okay, whether it's duct tape, Tom's not here, so I think he cares if I duct tape the stage. Whatever you have to do, God's like, listen, listen, I can go into tomorrow, I can see tomorrow because that's who I am, but you're not allowed to go there. You're not allowed. This is your line. You need to stay in today and you need to trust me for today because my strength for you is enough. It reminds me a little bit of a story from the Old Testament that maybe you've heard um, about Elijah and the widow in 1 Kings 17, 8 through 16. So I'm gonna share this story with you and um, maybe God will speak something to your heart as well. So Elijah was a prophet and there was this time where there was famine in the land and he was desperate and hungry for food. And this is what God says. The word of the Lord came to him and said, Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. So he went to Zarephath. And when he came to the town gate, a widow was gathering sticks, and he called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little jar of water so I may have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And please bring me a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. Only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. A little dramatic, but yes, she's, she's desperate, right? She's desperate. And if you're a parent, you know how it feels when you're, you're trying to provide for your kids and you just don't have enough. And so Elijah said this to her, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said, but first make me a small loaf of bread from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord says, the God of Israel, the jar of flour will not be used up 
And the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. So she went away and did as Elijah told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. The jar of flour um, was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Okay, so this is interesting, right? We have this situation where Elijah is in need of food. And if I were God, you know, you'd think that you would send Elijah to someone who has food, if that's his problem, right? But instead, God sends him to a woman who also has no food. And then what's further interesting is that this man then says, you know, it sounds like a pyramid scheme, right? Right? Like, if you're watching a movie and you're listening to this woman, you're like, don't do it. Don't give him the bread. You're going to have nothing. You know, it's not, he's promising he's going to, like, multiply your bread from nothing. Like, okay, get out of there fast. Go have your bread and be in peace. But instead, she listens. Now, I don't know if she was just so desperate and she said, I've got nothing left to lose. And maybe if, you, maybe if we're honest, sometimes when we get to those places of desperation with God, that's when we actually have faith. Because we have to. We don't want to have faith, but, but sometimes God brings us to those places of desperation so we look to him and we recognize that he is the only answer for our need. But for whatever reason she does, she, she makes the bread, she brings it to Elijah first, and she finds that God keeps replenishing her supply of oil and flour day after day until the famine ends, until the rain comes, and then, and then it stops. That provision stops because she doesn't need it anymore. Now here's the thing. She still has to trust him every day, doesn't she? Like every single day she still has to wake up and be like, God, I need you to, I need you to supply me my oil and my flour again, right? And I feel like if it were me, I'd be like, God, this is great that you're refilling my little, you know, jar of oil or whatever, but I would actually prefer that maybe you just give me like a bulk jar. Could we do that? And then maybe just like once a week, I will check in with you and pray for that to be refilled. Because, because honestly, if I'm, if I'm being really, really truthful, sometimes I think what I, what I really want, I'm like, God, increase my faith. But what I really want is for God to decrease my uncertainty. What I really want is for God to decrease any reasons why I may need to trust him in the first place. And so for me, I'd be praying, I want, I want your peace in bulk. I'd like that so I can see it for the whole rest of the week and then I don't really need to trust in you. And that's not how God worked. In fact, I wonder if sometimes we, we struggle because the way that God grows our faith, grows our trust in him, is by allowing us to daily come to him, almost like working a muscle. If we don't use it, it will atrophy. And God says, every day you need to come to me and, and wait on me and expect me to show up for you. Every day I'm going to show up in just the way that you need. Now you might be thinking, okay, Carrie, but this was Old Testament. You know, this was like, this is like the stuff of fairy tales. That Things that happened back then don't happen now necessarily. God might not still work that way. And what if he doesn't show up for my need? Um, and I wanted to share a story that was more recently from World War II, actually. That's very similar to the widow's story, and I thought it might be um, interesting for you to just see that, that the way that God works, um, it may be different in different seasons, in different um, eras, in different time periods, but God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and he is able to meet us extravagantly, even today. Okay, It's not just something that happened way back then. And so there's a woman that maybe you've heard of named Corrie ten Boom. And in, in World War II, uh, she was a, from a Dutch family, and they were trying to help hide these, these Jewish people who were being persecuted by the Nazis. 
Um, but because of this, eventually she and her sister Betsy were captured and placed in these, in these prison camps. And so she talks about, again, of all the horrible things um, in, the, in the prison camps, one of the problems was, was malnutrition and the inability to get the food that they needed to eat. Um, and she says this was specifically difficult for her sister Betsy, who had a vitamin deficiency. And if she did not have this vitamin drop, um, it could really be it, it could it could threaten her life. And so she ended up in this situation. They went into one of these prison camps, and by God's grace, she was able to smuggle this vial of, of vitamin drops past the prison guard. And he didn't he didn't search her, and somehow she was able to take this in with her. But when they got to this prison camp with this vial, they realized that there were many many women who were also in this prison camp who had the same vitamin deficiency as Betsy, her sister. And so Corey was in this, this conundrum, this situation, and she said, God, if I give the vitamin drops to my sister, I maybe have enough for one month before we run out and my sister suffers. But if I try to give one of these drops to each woman here who needs it, I might have enough for one day, and that's it. But she chose to have faith in God. She chose to trust in him, and what she discovered actually surprised her, which was that God kept refilling the vial of vitamin drops so that every single day, every time she'd go in to give someone a dose of the vitamins, God had refilled it. And she said that the, the vial itself was dark and she couldn't actually see through it, so she could never see, God never actually let her see what was inside there and how much was left. She just had to have that daily faith. And what's interesting is, just like in the story with the widow, when the famine ended, and the uh, provision stopped, there was a, a time when some, and one of the other women in the camp was able to steal some supplies, including a lot of, of these vitamin drops. And wouldn't you know, right after they got those new vitamin drops, Corey's bottle ran out. And, and I say that to say that there may be some of you here who are thinking, I, I don't know how God could possibly show up for me. And I just want you to know that I believe that this is our God of miracles still works in today. And maybe, maybe for you, you don't need medicine drops or, or vitamins or, or oil and flour, but maybe, maybe you're looking for some extra strength as a parent. Maybe you are looking um, just for that financial help in, the, in a, a tricky situation you're in. Maybe you're looking for, um, for a daily, daily help going through a relationship issue that you're suffering or struggling through. There is nothing too small or too big for our God to hold and carry. And no, I, I can promise you, it may not always turn out just the way we thought or hoped or, or imagined, but our God is sufficient. I love that we sang that song, that his love never runs out on us. Just like that oil, just like the, the vitamins, Jesus' love is, is overwhelming and it is fresh for us every single day. God's not always gonna give us a bigger jug, a bigger container to hold everything. Right? He wants us to wake up daily and come to him. And, and I mentioned that last week. That's one thing God's working in my life is, and, and I've actually been pretty good this week, um, getting up a little earlier just to have some extra time in God's presence. Um, although my friend reminded me last week that even if we're doing the dishes, even if we're driving in the car, God can still meet us, right? Even if we miss that, 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 that moment in the morning to be with him, he can meet us where we are. But, but we need to be finding that daily time to tap into God's goodness, to soak in his presence. Um, my friend Leanne is a nutritionist and she posted once about hydration and how we, we need to hydrate every single day. We can't like drink a bunch of water today and then skip drinking water tomorrow. It doesn't work that way. And in the same way, we have to continuously come to God's presence and rest in him and allow him to fill us with his peace and his grace. Listen, 
Today has enough issues of its own, right? We know that. Tomorrow's dirty laundry, it's gonna be there tomorrow, I promise you. I know from experience. Let God take tomorrow, let God take today. But I would challenge you as you leave today, as you leave, I would almost, I almost just wanna challenge you to imagine that you are leaving behind in your seats here tomorrow's burdens. That you're saying, okay God, I can't go there. I don't know what's gonna happen. You hold the future and I'm gonna lay behind those burdens of tomorrow. And I'm gonna let you help me hold today's burdens as only you can. And maybe as I've been talking today, maybe you sound like, like from what you've heard that God is stingy and he's like just barely gonna provide for you. And I wanna be clear that that's not what I'm saying. I believe that God's provision for us every day, his love for us is more than enough, that it's overflowing if we sit long enough to be with him. And so on your way out, as you go out through these doors, um, our greeters, which by the way, I want to thank our greeting team and Wayne um, and everyone who serves on that team for just being so faithful and cheerful and encouraging to everyone here. But on your way out the door, I have a little magnet I would love for you to take and they can help you find that. And the magnet says, uh, Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I know you were hoping that maybe I would send you home with some of my laundry here and not today, sorry. But I hope that that magnet is something that you can put somewhere that it will remind you that as we trust in God, he is able by his spirit to overflow our hearts with his hope and peace and joy. Let us continue to ask God to increase our faith and learn to trust him every day. And may God overflow our hearts with hope as we let him. God, thank you so much um, for today, for the gift of today, um, for the things that you've done for us today. Thank you, God, for everything you've done for us, even to bring us to this point. Um, may we never forget to look back and see your provision and see your goodness that you've, that you've provided in our lives. And God, I wanna pray right now. I know there's some people who are going through some really, really hard things. And maybe they're feeling like, like they don't even have enough strength just for today. God, I pray that you'd meet those people, that you would just specifically show up in their lives today in such a powerful way that, that lets them know that you see the details of their life. God, I pray for miracles. I pray for, um, for your work and for your provision in ways that we could never ask or imagine as we trust in you. Please grow our faith, God, and help us to let go of the things that are not ours to carry. Amen.